Howdy, everybody. Welcome to Two Minutes and Beyond, the podcast where we review the Toy Story movies two minutes at a time. I'm Bianca Garcia, and this is Macy Ball. Hello. Hi. And we still have our lovely special guest. I'm Bernard, and I have a hidden engagement ring for Bianca that I'm going to present to her uh, at some point while we're hanging out with a giant bird who is a Alcatraz bird. Uh, And we're going down under to Australia. And I'm nervous about asking her to marry me, but um, I will eventually before this episode is over. This sounds very scandalous and low key adulterous. <laughs> did yes, that make well, it? Did Bernard make is, it into the actual recording of the last episode? <laughs> I don't remember, but uh, this is very much the plot of Rescuers Down Under, the subplot, of course. And I want to say one thing my favorite line from Rescuers Down Under Pea soup. There you go. What's funny is that my family still says that too. Pea soup. <laughs> It's such a weird way to say it. It is, indeed. And she does marry him, or she promises to marry him. She promises. But my name is actually Kevin. My name is actually Sega Knight Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome Uh, back. Sega Knight Kevin. I'm really into Sega video games. I mainly review Sega games. Thank you for having me back on the show. I'm actually very surprised that I was invited back. (laughs) After the last show. I don't know what you left in, but clearly you didn't leave much of it in from because you invited me back. So for legal reasons, yes. For legal reasons. I mean, I don't even know what I've left in yet because we only just finished. I know I was playing I was playing I was playing pretending. I was playing pretend. We should clarify. We should clarify just in case people are only listening to this episode that you're not (laughs) <laughs> uh what did you say you were bernard no after that oh the sega, sega night kevin reviewing all the sega games <laughs> including the aladdin game which is way better on sega than nes or that snes was hard. <laughs> they're both equally games yes but what do you actually do? <laughs> Say goodnight, Kevin. It's a quote from the, the classic film Home Alone. And it is a channel where I review lots of different types of movies. But primarily, I find myself indulging in the faith-based film genre. And talking about how great they are. <laughs> I can't get through a phrase without being sarcastic. I'm sorry. It's okay. Yeah. But you know what? I'm willing to jump, venture out into other genres. Like, let's say Disney Pixar originals. Mm. (laughs) You mean like the Spark Shorts? Yes. I want to see that squirrel that that dog is chasing from up. Doug. Oh, Doug, he's Doug, great. Yes. I love that that they made a whole series of, with him. Oh, oh yeah, yes, I like those. Yeah. What minutes are we talking about? Well, in this episode, we're talking about minutes 61 and 62 of Toy Story. I'm really sad that I wasn't a part of Maybe bring me back in 3 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> 
all my Stop. white males would get that <laughs> hilarious joke. You're welcome, everybody. Yes, we are bringing you back for those that one particular uh, thank minute. You. <laughs> for that one minute. Thank you. That's it, yes. So what was this minute all about? <laughs> <laughs> We're off to a great start. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well. You guys are going to end along. up re-recording this episode. <laughs> We're just going to edit you out completely. <laughs> okay, so let's let's begin. These two minutes start off with Woody realizing Buzz is gone, sighing and lowering his head sadly until he is startled by the sound of Buzz moving the toolbox above him. It's Surprise- a Binford toolbox. Yes, yes. Exactly. Surprised, he says, Buzz, what are you doing? I thought you, but Buzz interrupts him and says, come on, Sheriff, there's a kid over there in that house who needs us. Now let's get out, get you out of this thing. Woody salutes and says, yes, sir. And then they begin to push the milk crate and the toolbox towards the edge of Sid's desk. Woody says, come on, Buzz, we can do it. Buzz hears a sound and looks out the window to see a moving van parking outside of Andy's house. He says, Woody, it's the moving van. Woody says, we got to get out of here now. They push the milk crate and the toolbox to the edge of the desk, creating a space in which Woody jumps through. He calls up to Buzz and says, hey, Buzz, I'm out. Not hearing him, Buzz grunts, almost there, and continues to push until the toolbox falls on top of Woody. Hilarious. I love that the whole time Woody could have moved to the side. I know. And instead he just stays there for comedic effect. He's like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, that's oh, how gosh. committed he is to comedy. To the bit. He's been so like crushed and abused and just he had thrown a about ball through this whole movie. On him. Wait, he had a bowling ball fall on him. Um, what else? Well, he, he had a, a like some sort of uh, uh, the the hourglass, the um oh the magnifying glass, magnifying glass oh, to yeah. his head. He was in the back of the uh, pizza, pizza planet, planet track. track. <laughs> yeah, yo, <laughs> it's funny because I have a Toyota truck, and I could oh, do that. Maybe I should. will. Yeah, I really should. Paint it yellow, even. See, that's one of those things where they brought back, and it's like, why? Why did you? <laughs> why did you do this? I think it's a fun. Reference. You would. Um. I uh, also the milk crate says that if stolen, there's a five hundred dollar fine. Oh, does it? Yeah, I don't that's know where funny. he stole it from, but it's hilarious that Sid just stole a milk crate. Like, of all the milk crates to steal, steal the one that has a $500 fine. Yes. What's funny is that I was just at the container store a few days ago, and I saw milk crates for sale. And I was thinking to myself, why would I buy one when I can just steal one? Yeah. (laughs) You could steal one for a a risk of a $500 fine. I know. I'm like, why pay $16.99 when I can quite possibly pay $500 for a milk crate? I think that this, like, I'm out, Buzz. I'm fine. <laughs> Almost there. Like, it's hilarious. It's funny. Like, it really plays to the heart where it's like, the. It, but the writing is so good. Yeah. Where it's like, 
this is the moment where Buzz can literally do anything. He could drop, you know, before uh, he was being, uh, Woody was being so petty and so silly and angry at everything. And now Buzz can literally drop a toolbox on his entire body and he'll be fine. Yeah. That because mm-hmm. they're in it together. They're best buds. They're, you know what? In in a way, you might say that Woody has a friend in Buzz. You might say that. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked in the last episode about the way Buzz's body would have to contort to like look under his boot. Like if you look closely, like when Woody uh, notices him standing up there and like Buzz says, come on, uh, what does he say? Come on, Sheriff. Yeah, we've got, uh, there's a kid over there in that house who needs us. us. His body is like twisted in such a weird way. Like the top of his suit is cutting into part of his butt. Yeah. (laughs) It looks, it's the kind of thing where if you weren't, watching this two minutes at a time and picking it apart, you probably wouldn't notice. But I noticed. Did yeah. you notice how Sid doesn't have any sheets? Yes. He's I know, sleeping on the raw mattress. Did you just say a raw mattress? A raw mattress. <laughs> and then... Uncooked mattress. <laughs> yes. Cook your freaking mattress, dude. <laughs> and then we've talked before several times about how his sister has bed sheets that just look like decorative paper. Mm. Yeah, her sheets look nasty. I'm like, this looks like a Kleenex tissue, but worse. At first I thought Sid had blankets, but but I, I couldn't see him. I think he's just got like that one camouflage blob I on don't his see bed, it. but that's not really... I can't... S- oh, oh, it's camouflage? That's why I couldn't see it. <laughs> I think it's like pushed off to the side. You can there, and, there was one shot in a previous clip where I noticed some kind of blankets. And his butt's in the air like a child. Yes. The I most mean, hilarious way to sleep. That looks like so, the most uncomfortable way to sleep, too. You know what's funny? When I was a kid, I remember thinking like I and I thought I was being super spiritual, right? Because I used to be a Christian and everything. <laughs> uh and I'm kidding. I'm still a Christian. It's just complicated. All right, everybody. <laughs> uh, but I remember thinking like humans look terrible in in this movie. They don't look like people. And I remember thinking like, what if that's some sort of like thing that humans like we can't like God created humans. <laughs> I remember mentioning it to my dad and he's like, no, 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 dude, dude, dude. Bra, bra. L- listen to me, bro. That's my dad. Uh, he was like, they can make a whole human. They did it in that that uh, um, Brandon Lee movie, The Crow, where like he was shot, like Brandon Lee died on set, and they made a whole human. And this was literally ten years before I learned about the Uncanny Valley. So mm-hmm. I didn't even know the Uncanny Valley existed. And I was thinking about that sort of thing. Like, well, God created, not that the Uncanny Valley is related to God, <laughs> um, but like this idea that like humans right. don't look good in these movies, even though everything else looks really good. 
And I think part of that is because I watched like the 60 minutes that that they aired or whatever it was that before Toy Story came out where they're talking about like we made toys and they look realistic. And and so that was built into my brain that like this whole movie was supposed to look like new and different and realistic and, and computer animated and stuff. And I was like, but why did the people look like shit? (laughs) (laughs) But it's cool that they were able to replicate black lights though. Oh yes. That is very Mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. So he's got wrath rocks monsters. Yes. (laughs) Which is a, probably a nod to the up and coming monsters Inc. Uh, that was still like, well, no, it was Monsters on the Inc. napkin. Came out in two thousand. It was on the napkin. It was on the napkin. Let's <laughs> At not the famous forget. Pixar lunch for those who don't know. Yes, I mean to- uh, Monsters Inc. Came out in two thousand one. So, so this was five years before. Yeah, six years, five or six, six years. years. Yeah, yeah, it's all a blur to me because I was. You know, nine nine eleven and and Y two K in nineteen ninety nine. Millennials have had the most stressful lives. Our lives have been hard. <laughs> so Benford, he's wearing the rocket. Uh, Sid almost wakes up. Yes. yes. So you're let's... like, it's it, what a fantastic scene of building tension. Yes, mm-hmm. and, indeed. And establishing stakes. Yes. And establishing that Sid, <laughs> Sid's parents don't care about whether he has sheets or not. <laughs> they're living in poverty. Yeah. It's sad that they're living in poverty, even though, you know, it maybe that's good. You know, it's like, yeah, you could live right next door to somebody who, but it because they've made bad financial choices, their son is blowing up their toys. There you go. They haven't taught their son like, hey, this toy is like 30 bucks. Maybe so don't, don't blow it up. <laughs> maybe don't strap a firecracker to it. Exactly. Though I always like imagine having a firework that lasts that long. Yes, that would be nice. Mm. It would be fun. But then at the same time, you're anticipating the explosion. So you're just yeah. like, could you hurry? He has a he has a bumper sticker that says, I heart explosives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very good. So. Um, Oh, are you going to say something? Yes, a few things, okay. actually. Um, it, in the audio commentary, they, they talked about how the um, the moving van, the, the company is Egg, Eggman Movers, which oh, was yeah. a, a reference to the art director of the movie, Ralph Eggleston. That, I guess that was, his, that was his login, was Eggman. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I always thought it was a reference to Sonic. Oh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reference to, uh, yeah. No. Though I'm, I imagine Buzz Lightyear is a reference to Buzz Aldrin, right? I, I think so, yes. I think it was, yeah. And Lightyear is a reference to the uh, speed at which light travels. Mm-hmm. Yes. For a year. For one year. <laughs> and then it speeds up. Also, it would be physically impossible for Buzz to push the toolbox that far. Because he's a toy he and couldn't... has doesn't have individual agency. <laughs> well, that and also the fact that he's like he's pushing like he's got he's supposed to have his legs pushing against the wall and he's mm. pushing the toolbox, but 
unless his body like somehow extended itself way yeah, far it's out. Being done in in an animation program. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's all I have to say about that <laughs> section. <laughs> He's pushing against the window. Oh, that's true. Yeah. For sometimes. He starts against the window, but then it's, yeah, you're right. He's not long enough. Yeah. And his no. shoulders are barely extended. I do love the green carpet because I remember this in friends' houses. Yeah. That nasty, like, what a nasty carpet. Dirty mm -hmm. green carpet. There like, was never a time in history this? where this carpet was good. It was sinful for all of history. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sid has the, like... Just the brain of the people making this movie where they're like, yeah, I remember going to a friend's house and they had this <laughs> nasty ass carpet. <laughs> Let's well, put that in Sid's house. And then At the least wooden panels not... too. Yeah, the yeah. paneling that my parent that I had growing up. <laughs> we still have that in our den nice. right now. Of course it's you do. Just paint it. Horrible. Paint it. Why ruin the atrocity? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but at, it's at a least his... now. it's ironic. It is. At, at least his carpet in his room isn't the shining carpet like it is in the rest of the house. Oh my oh, gosh. Oh, is it? Yes. Is it? The, it the is. arrow, like the. I never noticed that. That's funny. I would yeah. have been too young to know. Oh, well, you're right. I've never, Holy I've crap. never seen just, it. The only reason I know is because I've. Because I've heard it, but. Okay. I just switched. I just moved forward to where <laughs> the dog who looks awful. Terrible looking dog. This horrible animal. Uh, I know. That's funny that it's the shining carpet. Yeah. Um, an interesting fact about that movie, if you've watched Room 40, 441 or whatever the movie, mm -hmm. there's a documentary that's all these theories about what the shining means. Um, and every single one of them, I believe. Each I mean, I believe whatever the last one I heard is. <laughs> That's how I am with debates, where I watch a debate, and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. I agree with that. And then the next person talks, I'm like, oh, crap. You're like, but that makes sense, too. That makes sense, too. <laughs> you ever watched? Uh, um, yeah. The sh so in The Shining, there's a part where you see the wide shot, and, the, and everything's pointing one direction. Mm -hmm. And then it cuts to the kid, and the, the, the toys move towards him. And it's pointing oh. the other direction because aesthetically it makes a lot more sense for the cars to drive into the circle, right. into the, the cube or whatever it is. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. But watch that movie, uh, Room the Shining. <laughs> Room 237 is the name oh, of the... Oh, you were off by a few numbers. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not obsessed with The Shining, but it's, it's very fascinating because it, it goes from like The Shining is like the proof that the moon landing was fake. There's so many interpretations of this movie. Um, and then the sequel, there's a sequel that was made by the person who makes all those, like the haunting of movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, the haunting of Hill house and the haunting of Bly Manor, uh, mm -hmm. which are great, great shows, but there's a sequel called Dr. Sleep. Oh, I've heard of that. I think. And it's pretty good. It's not like, like something about the 80s. Was The Shining in the 80s? I don't know. I think there's, so. There's something about the 80s that allowed people to just, like if you watch Poltergeist, you're like, what the heck just happened? What mm -hmm. was that? I don't get it. 
But they could just make things up. Now everything has to be connected to an established yeah. franchise and established brand and whatever. You have to have a universe. Yeah. And Dr. Sleep is kind of that way where it like literally just spells it all. And they're like, it's The Shining. Get it? <laughs> and and The Shining is a kind of a refreshing movie if you're used to just all these universe movies where you're just like, this just is like a this weird thing happened to this family. And what the what the heck? Yeah. You know, and and even like mo a lot of Stephen King stuff since then is very much like it's related to The Shining and it's related to it. And, it's you know, it's all got to tie mm -hmm. together. Mm -hmm. Even though we were praising in last episode um, how the uh, the Tim Allen averse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Who he still does that. I don't know if you watched any of his new show. Mm -hmm. I I did a little bit, but it got was at, like at somebody's house. Like yeah. I didn't seek it out. <laughs> yes, he has an episode where the lady who played his wife on Home Improvement shows up, and it's basically like she's like, "Yeah, my husband's dead." She's basically playing her character from that show. <laughs> nice, and it's funny. It's funny, that's great. Anyway, sorry, all of that relates because Binford. <laughs> Binford Tools. <laughs> Call 1-800-BINFORD. All going around full circle. So anyways, at the 47 second mark, in his sleep, Sid whines, I want to ride the pony. Buzz gives a whistle of relief <laughs> that the noise didn't wake Sid. He crawls to the edge of the desk and loudly whispers, Woody, Woody, are you okay? In a daze, Woody lifts up the toolbox and answers, I'm fine, I'm okay. Suddenly, Sid's alarm clock starts ringing and Sid wakes up. Woody hides mm. under the toolbox and Buzz freezes at the alarm clock as the alarm clock falls off the desk. Sid yawns and remembers, oh yeah, time for liftoff. He grabs Buzz and runs out of the room yelling, to infinity and beyond. It's Woody funny how he knows the terminology of that toy. He does. He probably yeah. watches the show. It would be like if he had a Power Rangers toy and he's like, go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> he probably would. Woody runs to catch the door before it closes, only to have Scud see him and run after him. Woody pushes against the door and manages to keep Scud out. Poor Scud. I love how when he's pushing him... That oh. little tiny scraggly Woody is able to force the door shut <laughs> on the dog. <laughs> I would love to see like a diagram of the power set. You know, like mm -hmm. I, I imagine there's a level to which they live so much of their lives as toys that they don't know their own strength. Mm hmm. That I think there's there is a lot of like things that they just don't know they're capable of. It was just like Buzz mm -hmm. pushing the toolbox off. I'm right. pretty sure he didn't realize how strong he was until he pushed that toolbox off. Yeah. But I'm I'm infinitely, to infinity and beyond, <laughs> happy that they didn't attempt to explore that in any other film. Right. Because what a stupid thing to explore. How <laughs> strong are we, actually? And they rip yeah. off a kid's arm. Yeah. Yeah, people are always like, man, I wish they would explain, like, why toys come to life and all like these different things about like you know being a toy that i f that i feel like that would just be getting too much 
It'd be too midichlorian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'd be explaining too much. Like, yep. we don't need any of that. Yeah. Just enjoy the movie. It's just like these Pixar theorists. I'm like, just enjoy the movies. They don't have to all correlate. I mean, I, f- I love those. I love those too because they're <laughs> I, ridiculous. Mostly because but, Cars ends up getting the 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 worst, you know, yes. like yeah, yeah. We don't disturbing. know where to put Cars, so we're putting it way into the future or whatever. Yeah. Because I hate Cars. <laughs> I find Cars funny and it's an enjoyable movie, but it is my least favorite of all Pixar movies, even with the good dinosaur. Oh, wow. The Good Dinosaur, I saw that and was like, who made this? (laughs) Yeah. Like, I I was a Pixar, literally anything Pixar made. Because when I was a child and spoke as a child and thought as a child, anything Pixar made was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Even Cars. You know, Cars was like, yeah, that's the least, but like compared to DreamWorks or whatever. Anything. They were just golden. Mm-hmm. And then they started doing sequels, you know? Like, I think Cars was... Was Cars the first sequel? No, Toy Story Oh, 2. Toy Story. Yeah, yeah. And I remember with my mom and my sister seeing Toy Story 2, and I was like, holy crap, this sequel is awesome. When he's like, no, Buzz, I am your father. <laughs> Speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> and just cracking up. Like, it was such an obvious joke, but that they... I don't know. There's and now I appreciate it even more because I know that somebody was like, "Nah, it's too obvious. It's too obvious." And someone fought to keep <laughs> that joke in because it's so stupid and funny and works. Yeah. And then he's like playing football with his dad. <laughs> hey, dad. Ah, uh, the, the, the yeah. Anyway, Toy Story is perfect. It's the perfect series. Even Toy Story Four is fine. It's just fine. <laughs> anyway, I don't mean to interrupt talking about Sid. Finally, Woody gains help from Chucky. <laughs> um in the in the commentary, I think they talked about how like having Sid say I want to ride the pony in his sleep was like their way of getting revenge on their childhood bullies. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is great. Yeah. I always thought to myself, like, he's just this sad little kid that wants yeah. to be like a kid, but he's lived such a crappy life that all he knows is death and destruction. So that's yeah. the way he is the way he is. Yeah. It made him relatable. And just, you know, from writing things, I, I mean, I, I wrote the ceiling fan, if you've ever heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> but it is difficult with like the aspect of, the fact that they made that joke and to find another joke for when Woody has just gotten like something fall on his head, that the natural inclination and the historical inclination there would be for him to make a similar joke right. when he's like, oh, I've been knocked out. Oh, I want to ride the pony. And for it to feel different enough mm-hmm. uh, is impressive to me. Like watching this, I'm like, that's something they had to talk about. Mm-hmm. They had to talk about how do we make sure the joke of him being knocked out is still funny and doesn't feel like a rehash of the joke we just did of Sid wanting to ride the pony. 
Yeah. Right. So just a little insight from somebody who wrote a, a very unsuccessful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so we, I mean, we talk a lot on this podcast about like how cartoony this movie is, like compared to like way more than the other three. Um, mm. But like the way when... <laughs> When Scud starts to run at Woody, you can see Woody through the door and the way he like jumps up and his <laughs> wheels kind of or his legs kind of um I can't think of the word, but it he just looks like he's some like straight out of a Looney Tunes <laughs> cartoon <laughs> or something like that. Oh, like they're circling. Yeah, like like they're not getting any traction. Like yeah. <laughs> But like, I don't think that's something they would have done in even like Toy Story 2. Yeah. And as right. a kid, I was like, why is he, the dog giving up? Like, he's in the door. Mm-hmm. His muzzle's through the door, but then he gives up. It kind of reminds me of um, a Christmas story when the dogs are trying to get in and then their ear gets caught. Mm. It's a little too cartoony for me. <laughs> and I'll tell you, because I probably won't be available for this episode, when Buzz cuts the electrical tape with his wings, nah, like where he cuts the, yeah. the rocket ship, off, the rocket off, yes. <laughs> fake, I call fake, <laughs> bull crap on that. Yeah. There's no way. His wings shot out, not up. Right. Also, how there's there's no way they open with like enough force to break duct tape. Yes. Like if you had that and they had the the edge on them to cut, it wasn't duct tape. It was electrical tape, oh, I believe. Okay. Yeah, but still, that's still pretty strong tape. And that would be recalled in a second. <laughs> yeah. There's no way that you would allow a kid to have blades shooting out of a kid's. Toy? Maybe that's like a prototype buzz, like tactical buzz. Tactical buzz. <laughs> his his helmet does the whoosh thing harder than you could ever imagine. His wings breaks do the, the sound whoosh. barrier. <laughs> he breaks the sound barrier. His wings will cut duct tape. And he glows twice as bright now. Yeah, he's radioactive now. <laughs> it is a laser, not just a light bulb that blinks. They've made a. They they've made so many weird variants of like Buzz toys over the years. Yeah. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if I would love it. Buzz. I would love if they made tactical Buzz Lightyear movie accurate laser. You know that laser that they over, they advertise where it's like it'll pop a balloon or yeah. something. I want that laser on my Buzz. You're like I want to bring down so many airliners. Yeah, I want I want a uh uh butterfly knife or whatever yeah as his wings <laughs> i want a switchblade <laughs> and and i want that helmet to be able to get at least a felt doll hand stuck <laughs> <laughs> i oh, want to be able to cut carrots honestly cut onions like it it slices it dices it's buzz Lightyear. <laughs> he's the new uh chopper <laughs> Yeah, the slap chop. Yeah. Slap buzz. Oh my god. <laughs> and I want a squeaky sound in his face. 
We talk so about that. So if I do slap his face, I wanted to go, squonky. <laughs> we talk about that sound a surprising amount on this podcast. <laughs> yes. I'm sure. Yes, because it's important. <laughs> Why, when he slaps his face with his own arm, <laughs> does it squeak? I love that sound, though. It makes me laugh. I do, too. And I'm sad that they did not bring it back in the other movie. Mm. As somebody who does a lot of sound design, I appreciate it as well. There's a level to where it's like, you're making a YouTube video with this. It's not, it doesn't have to be continuity accurate. Mm -hmm. It just just has to be funny in the moment. It's like, we always talk about how like, whenever Woody's scared, he sounds like his teeth are chattering or like his bow there's like a weird rattling <laughs> sound weird, like plastic oh, rattling sound yeah yeah where's it coming from exactly i mean yeah. sometimes it kind of sounds like it could be his teeth rattling and sometimes sometimes that explanation wouldn't make any sense so yeah well bo peep is supposed to be uh like a china doll yeah mm-hmm. she's porcelain porcelain and that doesn't always come into play she kind of makes, I feel like she kind of, like, when she walks, there's kind of like a tapping sound. And I don't mean to make fun of her, Macy, if you relate to her in the fourth movie. Because <laughs> the conservatives were upset. That she wore pants. <laughs> that she wore pants. My bow peep. Would never be a parody of Thunder Road or whatever that movie was, <laughs> Fury Road. Oh yeah, she would never That's look all like it was. Ray. They're parodying that movie and Ray from Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, strong female cartoons. No, thank you. <laughs> I think that's what I like about the third movie. That's where they have Buzz being Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yes, is that right? Yeah, there's a lot of exploration of kind of like the stereotypes in toys. Where yeah. it's like, we can't go. To- this aisle's pink. Oh, that's Toy Story 2. Was yeah. it? Yeah, okay. where they go down the so Barbie aisle. So there's a lot aisle. of that. A lot of like, just kind of like, the, here's what toys are. I think it was just that they didn't expect Buzz to be in that aisle. Because they were looking okay. for him. And they're like, this isn't, I don't remember that this. Yeah. But that is true, too. Like, I remember as a kid being like, oh, not the pink aisle. That's the girl's <laughs> See, aisle. Because was... I had sisters. So they, you know, there would needed to be a distinction for me of like what their toys and my toys. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite scene in Toy Story 2 when I was little because yeah. I love Barbies. <laughs> yeah. Barbies are great. When I was a kid, my sister had totally hair barbly. Barbly. <laughs> It was kind of a ripoff of Barbie, you see? <laughs> no. <laughs> totally Air Barbie. And then they came out with Totally Hair Ken. Mm-hmm. I used to ha- had, was that the one where you Ken. could shave him? I think he just had hair because oh, before okay. that it was just plastic. Right. Because like, I had the Ken that came with the Old Spice shaving oh, cream. Nice. I was wow. so excited about that. So I was just like shaving Ken all the time. Hell yeah. <laughs> Which that reminds me of one of my favorite like visual jokes in Toy Story 3 when Ken like slicks his plastic hair back. <laughs> and his hands are all stiff, so it's just like his elbow just moving. 
I think that w- one thing that I appreciate about Toy Story is some of the jokes are like, you know, old school. They're like jokes from like the Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah. Like that's so old. That's for old people. <laughs> like that's way before my time. Yeah. That's like 60s babies and stuff. But it's still funny. And it's like, I appreciate that they di- weren't afraid to use like Etch-A-Sketch and things mm-hmm. from their own childhood as jokes within the universe. Right. right. And I, I think that maybe there's a level of establishing, because I do that, you know, like I think Family Guy did that where they were like, you know, like Seth, Seth MacFarlane's jokes are very like things I remember from the 80s when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, m- my wife and I, we watched through The Simpsons on Disney Plus, of course, because mm-hmm. that's all Disney Plus is good for is The Simpsons <laughs> and new Marvel and Star Wars things. And and then we were like, well, what else is there? And we were like, well, I, as a, as a college student, watched a bunch of Family Guy. But we've been watching it. For one, I was like, I'm like, man, there's some stuff in here that would be problematic today. Yes. Uh, But I appreciate that they were willing to push the limits. But then on the other hand, um, there's stuff in here that is just like, hey, remember, remember 80s? (laughs) You guys remember that? (laughs) There are things that we remember from the 80s. And I feel like that's really like kind of created a lot of YouTube humor. Like people are like, remember when we were kids? (laughs) Like there's a a YouTuber I watch called um his name is uh uh I thought it would come up anyway forget it anyway <laughs> funny guy he's a cartoon does a lot of animation but a lot of his humor is similar to my humor on my channel and uh whoever somebody in the on your in your audience is like it's this but a lot of his stuff is like references to <laughs> remember the early two thousands and um. And I feel like Family Guy established a lot of that, but then maybe all of that came from the sh- the the movie Toy Story. Quite possibly, and I'm glad that you brought this full circle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, anyways, at the one minute thirty six second mark, out of breath, Woody pants. Okay, what do I do? Come on, what do you think? He notices the mutant toys coming out of hiding, and he says, guys! Guys! (laughs) And they all run away. Woody says, no, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Wait, listen, please. There's a good toy down there, and he's going to be blown to bits in a few minutes, all because of me. We got to save him, but I need your help. And that is where the clip ends. And these toys are like, wow, we have to then pay... Like, we have to go the extra mile for your mistake? How is that an argument? Exactly. How I feel is that like a couple facts of the and toys, logic? I feel like a couple of them were like, wait, you just said this was your fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, they take the opportunity to get their revenge on Sid, too. So it works yeah. out This is them. true. I like how all of them were, you know, in agreement. To do that, I feel like they've been tortured enough. So they were like, you know what? Yeah, let's wreak some havoc. Let's follow this floppy little weirdo and let's just scare the hell out of Sid. <laughs> well, I mean, they already, I mean, they fixed, we talked before about how they they fixed, you know, the doll Janie and the pterodactyl. Mm-hmm. 
you know, so they and they nice. fixed Buzz. Yes, certain they extent. are nice. They fixed Buzz. Uh, but it's, yeah, and that's sweet of them. It's not, you know, as a libertarian, I would say it's not their fu- their responsibility. Sure. Uh, but it is admirable for them to jump in. They are rather um, nice to do that. It's the it's the, the Christian art, thing to do. They're probably really Christian is. little mutant toys. <laughs> there is a bit of a, a Island of Misfit Toys reference in this. Yes, like it's not a direct reference, but it's just like, oh, this is kind of like that. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. nobody's gonna want to play with them except for Sid, and he's blowing them up. So yeah, you don't have a Charlie in a box. <laughs> Or a spotted elephant. (laughs) (laughs) Or Lucy. Do y'all have anything else to say about the podcast? About this clip? About this clip. I don't. Okay. Let me watch it one last time. (laughs) Um, All right. So Woody's like, please, guys, please help me. Uh, Chucky comes out. The duck. He's like, Howard the Duck. It is 3 o'clock. Okay, did you guys ever notice this? That is 3 p.m. Yeah. And it's Why supposed it to be getting morning? up so late in the day? Well, I the know. sun just rose, apparently. Yeah. May, I mean, it, it is also perfectly reasonable that Sid's clock would not be set correctly. Sure. Right. So he's got this duck. Yeah, it's, th- it's, it's 10 after 3. Uh, and that's the end. Okay. He's like, come on. So we don't know. Maybe those people will help him. Maybe they'll murder him. Yeah. We don't know. Who can say? Well. I enjoyed most of the Toy Story movies. I think the frustration with Toy Story 4 is that it's like, well, it did end pretty seamlessly. Mm -hmm. You know, we all grew up. We were all in college when Andy went to college. So, like, for people who was were 10 years old when Toy Story came out, we were the target demographic, and then or, or nine years old, and then Toy Story 3 came out, and I was just out of college, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, Andy's about to go to college, so the age thing isn't perfect, but it's good enough where it's like, man... Though I was like, I'd blown up all my toys by that point anyway, but it's still just like, man, if I'd have kept my toys, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. You know, I love that he has a door as his workbench, actually, mm-hmm. now that I see it right now. <laughs> it's got like a, the hole in it for the doorknob. That's great. That's great. I don't think I ever uh, noticed because that. Because I have funny. that like literally at my parents' house right now. <laughs> it It was a perfect series. And so to come back with Toy Story 4 was a little weird because it's like it's it feels like a sad attempt for them to relive their glory. Right. You know. And it wasn't good enough. Like it needed to be freaking justifiable. And that was always the thing. Like we don't want to do sequels unless it we have a reason to. Mm-hmm. Even though we know now from watching the Pixar story that they had no idea what Toy Story Two was going to be until the like the week before they released it, <laughs> <laughs> and so and that, I think that's amazing and genius. And Toy Story Two was supposed to be like a direct to DVD, and then like mm-hmm. 
finally, like somebody came in, I can't remember who it was, jumped in and like fixed it. I I think Toy Story 2 either didn't have the, I mean, sorry, Toy Story 4 didn't have the magic or I just was too old to connect. Yeah. I like, uh, I mean, I love Toy Story 4. I, I still okay. agree with a lot of what you said. Yeah. I, I mean, I saw it four times in theaters, but. um, One for every sequel that it was. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, I mean, as much as I, as much as I like it, we, t- we have a running joke that we always end up going off, off on like tangents about Toy Story 4. <laughs> and they're usually, usually they're positive things that we liked about Toy Story 4. But yes, that's kind of becoming, become a running joke on our podcast. Almost every yeah. single episode, we will talk about Toy Story 4. Yeah. If Toy Story 4 was the original, I think people would love it. Mm-hmm. But because it's it's has to follow up so much, so much good right. content, it's just kind of like, well, we've seen all this before. And some of this is like nullifying a lot of what, what was said before. Right. Well, with that being said... What is your history with Toy Story and which one is your personal favorite? I've never seen it and I love four. (laughs) I love all of them. I think Toy Story 2 will always hold a special place in my heart Mm -hmm. because it's like one of the first times where I watched a sequel and was like, holy crap, this is better than the first one. Um, the first one will always hold a special place in my heart as well, but just, you know, being homeschooled and my mom being like, let's not do school today. Let's go see this movie. (laughs) and going to see it and uh and cracking up like literally laughing out loud in theaters at so much of it toy story 2 is really great but like one the trilogy is just hilarious it's good it's heartfelt um you know it doesn't suffer very much from sequel sequelitis um you know and um i will uh uh, I will always feel the way that uh, whoever the the girl was that owned the girl in Toy Story 2 felt. Emily? <laughs> what was that song? So sad. When she loved me. When she loved me. <laughs> like now as an adult and someone who's watched a lot of Christian movies, I'm like, that's a little bit... It's a little bit extra. <laughs> oh, man. But I love it. I love all of them. Mm-hmm. That's my conclusion. Well, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We've had tons of fun with you. This was an honor. It was really fun. I'm honored that you allowed me <laughs> to be a part of this and to sully this. <laughs> sully it like the character from Monsters, Inc. Oh, I love Sully, though. What a... A fuzzy guy. Oh. Well, do you want to mention your your YouTube? Check out Say Goodnight, Kevin, if you if you like. But it, 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 check out the podcast that you're listening to and keep subscribing and check it out because this has been fun. You guys are great. Uh, you guys deserve whatever, however many people who listen, you deserve more. Oh. Thanks. That's so nice. We greatly appreciate that. And you yeah. know what, listeners, please tell your friends. Tell them. 
hide hide your kids, hide your wife, <laughs> but tell your friends about this podcast. That's There's an about old story. Friends. Yes, that's like early two like thousands. Yeah, you're welcome. That's like it's early two thousand tens. Okay, thank you very much. It's like two thousand ten. That was like high school for me. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me on your show. This has been a, a ton of fun. Of course. Yes, so thank let's, you. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to follow our Facebook and Twitter accounts and send us an email if you have any thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns. And if you enjoyed the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Peace.